Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 90. So this is a cool episode because it's episode 90, uh, but you should also think it's a cool episode because it's one of the only episodes you'll get for the next week or two, possibly two. Uh, so uh, really sorry about this. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's just been difficult to record with the time difference and then uh, myself at the Netherlands gathering uh, and now next week at the UK gathering and then Ian had his gathering as well. Uh, so it's just we're in the middle of a really busy time right now. Don't worry. The podcast is not going anywhere, but life is busy right now. It's getting a little in the way. So just bear with us uh, for the next few weeks before uh, while we get back on a regular schedule. Um, at the time of recording this, it is July 2nd, and I will be back in the States August 3rd. So probably about another month of inconsistent posting with the podcast uh but we'll be back to our regular schedule in august uh but thank you for joining us uh i was just sharing with the guys here before we started that it's just really cool to see that even when we don't post uh so many people still listen to the podcast so thank you so much uh it means a lot uh you know because i'm literally looking at the three of us right now and you know again caleb's hiding in his attic i'm in the dark and ian's in his mom's basement right now <laughs> Any comment on that, Ian? Any comment? No, nobody needs to know that. <laughs> well, now all the people that listen to the podcast know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so guys, I actually want to start it here. So in between the previous or previous episode and then uh, this current one, uh, the new High Lung song has officially released. And we did do a segment where we kind of talked about our expectations for the album. So I figured we would just talk briefly about what we thought about this song, um, because I honestly have only listened to it a couple of times just because I've been so busy. Uh, but is it uh, Anona? I believe it's its title. Anona? It's Anuana. Anuana. Do we, yeah. do, you have, do we even know what that means? Uh, I don't know what the actual translation for that specifically means. I, knew, I know what the song itself is about. Um, doesn't, isn't Anuana in the song? Like, isn't that like one of the main yeah. lyrics is Anuana? Yeah. I think so. Well, here. I didn't know you guys, how the correct way to pronounce it was. Yeah, yeah. I never know what their songs or anything like that. Uh, but uh, if you guys want to go with your first feedback, I'll look up the lyrics real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of like what we discussed with our expectations of the entire new album. I know we were you know you had mentioned because i hadn't listened to the little like teaser like what, like 20 second 15 second teaser that they dropped i didn't listen to that i know you said it was very much like very whimsical and stuff like that and after you know listening to the song i am very confident that they are moving towards a more nature focused uh album compared to like we've discussed, you know, on the side, like some of their previous stuff is a lot more warrior-esque or like heavier on like the war gods and like more focus on battle, so to speak, um, compared to, I feel like this song is a lot more, I mean, if you watch the music video, like it's, it is heavy, heavy nature-based and like, um, I know the song itself um, focuses around dark age spells, which is, super spooky there are some some of the lyrics mostly the lyrics that are the parts that kai does are dark age like protection spells if i remember correctly so like it's there's there's a lot more it's i don't know i'm i'm fucking excited honestly i'm super excited to see it and i like that every single 
song is something new because I know with some of their previous albums they have reused specific songs um and they've only done like maybe a handful of original stuff or like newer stuff but I'm excited to see something completely brand new like stuff you haven't heard before there's no like no, not a different variation of it or a different length of it or rendition of it or whatever. Um, I'm super excited that we're getting something completely 100% brand new. Um, so could you say you like honestly, you found like, like the lyrics for it? Because I can't find the English translation for it. I can only find the, I didn't the find, languages. I like. didn't find the I didn't find the lyrics. Um, I'm trying to remember where exactly I found like what the song was about. Hold on. Let me figure this out um oh if you literally go to like the music video itself on youtube in the description they put up what the song is about oh but they don't have like the direct translation that's or anything where, like, like that. it, they they talk about it no i didn't i haven't seen any direct translation stuff yet yeah i don't know i can't even I honestly know, tell like, exactly i'm assuming it's one of the old dialects like old norse old danish uh oh here's some german ads for everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not 100 sure yet with the actual kind of uh yeah so the lyrics for this piece are mainly taken from uh bracteatus golden circular coins or amulets found in northern europe that date from fourth to seventh century they're often fitted with a decorated rim and loop uh the bracteatus are feature a very uh, significant iconography influenced by roman coinage uh, and on Nuwana, the listener has a chance to develop into a collection of likely encoded spells from the migration period and get in touch with magic from the Dark Age. Uh, the intention of this, play, uh, this piece is to playfully reconnect the incantational language of a period where the North was richer in gold than any other religion. Our forefathers presumably enjoyed a time of great prosperity and may just make us think how Dark Ages really were or rethink how the Dark Ages really were. Uh, Drift has been a master, a master significantly lower in volume. Most modern releases to achieve a greater dynamic range. So, yeah. Yep. And there dark age, is... dark age magic and spells, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nothing that about would that. Be what that'd be what the Vindal area or the Vindal era, at least for like Sweden. I don't know if it encompassed uh, Denmark and Norway as well. Well, I'm not sure. I, they're saying the migration period is what they're saying. So. The fourth to the seventh century. I don't know what that counts yeah, for Sweden. It's like the period right before the Viking Age. Basically, yeah. It's like that's around the period, the time period that like the Northmen really would have been around. Like kind of same yeah. period. Which is I think pretty common for them. That they they've made, you know, pre-Viking Age stuff pretty significantly is what they've always focused on. So my yeah. assumption is that this is old Norse is what it is, which makes it hard as balls to translate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Robert, we need your translations now. Yeah, where's Neil's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was just like, hey, dog, what you got? It's either you or Crawford, and we got to decide. Right. Um. So, yeah, no, I really like the song. It definitely, Um. I mean, I, I'm glad they are doing things differently. It's a little bit lighter. Like, it's it, it's mm -hmm. high energy, but it's not as aggressive as, like, Alfader High Tier, which is still my favorite high-lung song by far. Uh, you know, but probably because I'm an Odin guy. 
Whereas this song definitely feels more Vanier oriented. And maybe that's because the music video is very Vanier oriented. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think if I didn't watch the music video, if I would still think that. And I think so. Like, uh, yeah. I've only listened, I, I think I've only listened to it three times. And the second time I listened to it, I was on the, the subway uh, going to get uh, coffee and work for a bit. And honestly, it just got me pumped up. Like, you know, got my, my blood pumping. Like, I felt like I wanted to run. And again, maybe that's because of the music video, but like I think the music video yeah. really captured what the energy of this song was. Uh, and yeah, I just put it on and I was like, damn, I just want to put this on loop and just run through a grassy field, which again, it was a music video, but you know. <laughs> I, it's it's funny that you say that because I that's I literally listened to the song for the first part of like my workout, which is just like cardio and running. And I literally listened to it at least twice during that period because it's a perfect even five minute song. I'm supposed to do like 10 minutes every fucking day or whatever. And yeah, I, it is perfect for running. And it's just, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause yeah, like as I'm like listening to it, like I kind of just like, I do picture like the music video and everything like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm running through a forest or running through a field, like while I'm running. So this doesn't suck as much. Like I, I love it. I wish I knew, I'm gonna see if Apple tracks how often you've listened to a song because I've definitely listened <laughs> to it way more than three times. Um, God, I'm so curious to see if it does. Uh, that's why I do love the Spotify like year end review or whatever. Like, you get to see what your top songs were and stuff. Um, honestly, I think mine's gonna be fun this year. I've been listening to a lot of fun. I love their new album, yeah. Their new album, uh, like, the songs, new album, yeah. Uh, the songs were in the Ohio Yule or Ohio Spring Gathering, that was the songs I used for that. So you listen to it a little bit at least if you watch that. Hope you have. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, well, I'll yeah. watch that. I said yes. they were new songs, I guess. Because they have so many songs. Oh um, well, they've been around I've since the nineties. They've been around yeah. almost thirty years. <laughs> like one of the oldest pagan bands still playing, which is crazy. I think they've been along uh yeah, they've been around longer than Wardruna because they were early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, they've been around for a lot longer. Yeah, but so like it's I think kind of funny. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like in regards to Anoana, it's when I look up the lyrics like through Apple, the only parts it only covers two parts of it, and it's the main chorus and or the stuff that Maria sings, and then it's all the stuff that Kai does. And it's like that ain't that's not a lot. But I mean, if you think about it, like once you listen to it, that's really all that there is to it, except for like there's a third part that it's not Maria singing, which is interesting. So wait, does it have the English translation or just the old Norse? Hell no, this is Apple Music. <laughs> I was about that. to say, like, damn, Steve Jobs is coming back with a great teaching us old Norse. Nah, hell no. <laughs> I I wish. Yeah, but yeah, no, I really love the song. Um, of course, really excited to Caleb, are you going with us to Minnesota? I can't remember. Uh I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. I don't believe so. If you need help, let me know because, like, I think it would be really great to get you up there. Just, just, just let me know after. Let's try to get yeah, up there. No, it's 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 just trying to figure out things with the kids. So yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, like the old Russian ways. You take baby, you place in potato sack, and you hang from a <laughs> barn door. You give <laughs> potato sack with flour and milk. You hang in front of baby. It takes like teeth and sucks on it. Don't worry. The chafing on the lips will go away. Just rub rub the oil, the vodka on the lips. Done. 
the scary thing is, is that's actually how the Russians would feed their babies. <laughs> like, no like joke. That. In like pre, uh, you know, communist mm. Russia, they would hang their baby because like everyone had to work. The men and the women both had to work in the fields, uh, and so they would literally just like hang the babies in the barn with like a flowery milk sack in front of them to like suck on, and like it was like a burlap sack. So their mouths were always so chafed. And uh, regardless. Uh, yeah, the end of that story is uh, I think the mortality rate for children in Russia was like 65 or 70%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wonder why. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Well, anyway, so the topics today, so we are going to continue the three topic, uh, which it seems like a lot of people are enjoying. We've gotten some feedback. Uh, I think we got a comment on Podbean. I've gotten a couple messages. Uh, people seem to seem to enjoy it. They seem to enjoy the flow, gives us some more to talk about, gets a few subjects out of the way. Uh, and again, we're here to fill people's day and make their day a little bit less boring. So I think a multitude of topics is working. So the first one I want to bring up is something that has occur- happened to me over the last couple of weeks while I was traveling around Netherlands and Denmark is I had a moment where I was staring at the sunset and I had just talked to my mother and I was like, you know what? It's finally time. And I called her back up and I was like, mom, are you sitting down? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, why? And I was like, I gotta tell you something. Uh, you know, ultimately, you know, if you don't know this backstory to the audience, uh, you know, my mother has not known about my faith nor my job for the last, I mean, my faith for six years, uh, going on seven years and my job for the last, officially for the last two. Uh, and so it's been, it's been one of those things where I just tell her I do video work because it kind of covers it where it's like, oh, I just do video work. Oh, why are you in Greece? I'm doing video work. Oh, why are you in, you know, going to Scotland? I'm doing video work. And so, but like. I could never, she's always like, what video? Like, can you show me the videos? I'm like, oh, no. You know, <laughs> so it was one of those things where it worked for a while. And, you know, it's just gotten to the point where I don't want to lie to her. I don't want to, you know, extend the truth. And, you know, we're between crises right now with my family. No one's on the verge of death. No one's been severely injured or ended up in the hospital. There is no family drama. And so I saw my moment. I was like, this is the moment. Everything is calm in my family. It's time for me to be the disruptor. And that is why I finally decided to tell my mother about what I do for a living, which, of course, involves the faith. I did keep a little bit still from her. I didn't tell her that I am also the head of one of the most active pagan organizations in North America and now Europe, because that would be a little too much for one conversation. Uh, so I mostly <laughs> just stuck to the fact that I have a YouTube channel. I talk about um, pagan beliefs and mythology uh, because I myself practice a form of paganism. Um And basically, it went pretty well. I mean, considering the fact, and the reason I haven't told my mother for so long, again, for people that don't know me, or at least don't know the side of my story, is she is just so very, 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 very Christian. Uh, I mean, she is straight up, the earth is 6,000 years old. Everyone besides good Baptists go to hell. And, you know, fire and brimstone, devil with a red fork tail, you know, all all that stuff. Uh, Very, very traditionally Baptist. And so she just can't understand and fathom and she's quite well my mother is 63 years old she's quite old for uh she had me when i think when she was 38 um so she she's uh, quite old and at this point you know she just can't understand that stuff i mean her grandfather was a southern baptist preacher and so for her son to come out as not only not christian but also the opposite uh mm-hmm. following a pagan religion is just a lot but overall it went well um i think it went well she obviously thinks that i'm going to hell uh, she didn't tell me I'm going to hell, 
She didn't say like, Jacob, you're going to hell now. She's like, I'm just so worried because you just, I think I know where you're going to go. And I, I'm just worried about you. Uh, and, you know, it's like, it was such a genuinely like caring mother that believes I'm going to hell. She was just like, Jacob, you know, I just, I can't believe that, you know, you're going anywhere else. <laughs> um but at the end you know she told me that she loved me um that she wishes that i had you know made a different decision and hopes i come back to the lord one day uh but you know since then we've had a few conversations it doesn't get brought up and i think now there is a slight pride because she told my fucking sister weirdly enough like my sister messaged me and she's like i didn't know you did these things I'm like oh yeah but i was thinking because like i told my mother not to look up the channel I was like, whatever you do, don't look up because there, I mean, there's fucking 280 videos out there that she could watch and just cry. And I just don't want that for her. And plus, I feel like it's an invasion of my privacy because that's three years of my life. She could just have instant access to. I'd rather be the one to tell her and show her if she wants to know. So I told her that not to look up on her own, that if she wants to know, I can start show, introducing it to her. But it's not safe for her just to be able to consume all that. You know, she can't jump right in and see me howling at the moon and going, Oh, father, you know, Rido. <laughs> you know, that is not how you ease your Baptist mother into your faith. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So um, overall, it went pretty well. Uh, and now the cat's out of the bag. I mean, obviously, I'm not telling like my mom's not going to tell my great my grandmother who is 87, 86 years old. You know, my 86 year old grandmother that doesn't need to know because it's not going to. She's probably not even going to be able to comprehend it. Like, just she doesn't even know Europe is a thing. She thinks Europe's still involved in World War II. She thinks there's still like, you know, people storming Normandy. You know, that's her knowledge of uh, fucking Europe still. I literally told her like she didn't even think Europe was like a place because she's so what? old and Kentuckian so yeah anyways that kind of brings up my topic for the day and i want to kind of you know pick your guys's brain we haven't really talked about this in a while as far as you know coming out of the pagan closet i think we talked about it like episode seven or eight it's been a long time um and kind of seeing you know you know experiences you've had maybe experiences you've heard in the community and just kind of overall talk about advice um or if you guys have any questions on how it went with my mother you know <laughs> go for it <laughs> well i mean like I've yeah, I've probably talked about it. I've talked about it actually on in in some relatively decent detail on my Instagram with uh Kaoden, who we had on the podcast a long time ago. Her and I did like one of the like live stream things where we actually talked about that because two the two of us came basically grew up in relatively similar ways where uh you know, where there was a, at least one member in our family that was basically pagan. Um and so we never really had to deal with that concept or that fear or aspect of basically hiding um, hiding our faith in any shape, way, or form. So like with basically what we had initially talked about uh, was that it's it's relatively difficult for the two of us to kind of uh, to basically understand that that fear or that you know that 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 drive to hide like you know something that is so important to you regardless of what your family thinks and i'm also the type of person that like i kind of do as i please i don't really give a shit what really anybody in my family has to say or other people like i really don't care but that's also just who i am as a person 
stop giving a fuck a long time ago. Um, and so I, I, it's, it's very, for me, like, I, I don't like necessarily like go around waving like oh, raven flags, you know, fucking saying, oh, I the old gods, blah, 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 like in the Walmart parking lot or anything fucking crazy like that. Um, you know, but like, I, I definitely don't hide it. I definitely don't, I'm not opposed to like talking about it to random people. You know, I've, I've struck up quite a few different conversations more so recently um, at the gym that I go to because there was the guy that approached me um, one day. I kind of, I mentioned it, I think, before on one of the episodes where, um, yeah, there was a guy that, that approached me because I was wearing a Mjolnir t-shirt and, you know, he asked me a little bit about it and he just happened to ask me if I was Norse Pagan. And there's another guy at the gym that I'm, I haven't talked to him yet because he's definitely like, whenever I, either I'm already doing my thing or he's already doing his thing whenever I see him. But like, he's got just a full sleeve of Norse inspired tattoos like we're talking vegas ravens the whole like the whole shebang basically up his entire fucking arm this um, dude just uh robbed a grim frost catalog and said put it on my arm but potentially yes and like he does wear like he like i've noticed that some of his like workout outfits and stuff have like a lot of norse like art on it basically so i don't know if he's just one of those dudes or if he's like actually into it because i haven't had the opportunity to really talk about it but i have had a, a few people um around like ask me about my uh fellowship of northern traditions decal that's on the side of my car because it's fucking massive so it's kind of hard to miss that shit if you're you know walking by so i've had a few people kind of ask me about it it's like oh what is that you know um and i've explained it to them you know it's a you know it's a nonprofit that I'm part of and this is what we do and blah 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 like I don't necessarily go into a lot of details of like we have a website if you want to check it out like check it out like you know what I mean but kind of like you know if they want to check it out like you know kind of push them over there so they can they can see it for you know I don't know but for me it's just I I find it very difficult to relate when people are like oh I'm worried about you know like my mother finding out or my father finding out or like anybody in my family finding out that I do X, Y, and Z. I don't know. It's just, it's a very weird mentality for me to like try to like figure out like, I think it's because mostly I just don't care what a lot of people think regarding, even if it's family and I'm an adult. So like, I don't know. That might sound cold hearted, but like, I really just don't, I find it very difficult to relate to. Well, it's uh, it's been a while since I have told anyone like uh, that's important to me that I'm that I'm pagan. Um, I guess the big like the biggest thing like I've I've still not told my mom, but we don't really talk about really anything like that. I don't even know if my mom still considers herself Christian or not because she used to go to church like once or twice a year. I don't even think she does that anymore. Um, but I remember back whenever I told my wife, um, uh, it was just, uh, I think part of the reason that like that, that fear is there is just because if you have these people, especially down in the South, that they're, they're so Christian and they don't know, they don't know of anything else or they don't, 
um, they don't consider anything else to be all right or okay, then, you know, you don't want, you don't want that to be something that like ruins the relationship that you have with that person, especially if you care about them. Um, but a lot of times I feel like it's just in, in our minds because if the person truly cares about you, then as much as you do about them, then they're going to accept it. Even if they, they don't have, you know, they don't have to like it, but if they care about you enough, they'll accept it. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people, especially newer pagans, stuff like that, they could really uh, use to hear or need to hear. Back when I was uh, growing up, you know, this was early in the 2000s, I remember my dad telling me once, like, I can't remember the context, but it was, I think it was before I even had a job. But he told me that, you know, there's one thing that, you know, you don't talk about in the workplace. You don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion. Um, and you're not supposed to talk about that, like, you know, family dinners and things like that. You know, that's supposed to be, you know, because that stuff usually causes debate because it's something that people usually fiercely believe in. Uh, and that's gone away now, <laughs> well. uh, especially in the States. It's so hard to get away from conversation without it turning political. Um, now, you know, religiously usually doesn't come up very often, but it's the same kind of way of going. You know, if you are in a dinner table with eight people with eight different religions, you might find some commonality, but, you know, you might also find some animosity. And so it's just one of those things where you don't just bring up religion. And it's, you know, isn't there also a saying, don't bring up religion in a bar too? Like that's, a, I think that's another saying. Uh, so, yeah, oh, it's I don't just, go to enough bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as an ex-bartender, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So, uh, you know, and the, the meaning behind that basically is, you know, that's for you. Uh, your politics are for you. Your, pol you know, your religion's for you. But, you know, don't force it on other people. And so that's kind of how I treat this faith as well is, uh, you know, like you said, Ian, it, it doesn't need to be this thing where you just come charging out ravens flying behind you. You know, <laughs> I am a pagan. Hello, mother. I'm a pagan. You know, like I'm not going to show yeah. up at my mom's house in a shamanic robe and start like drumming to the ancestors outside. <laughs> you know, that's not the right way to do it. And I, I do think, you know, there there is this idea that you have to do that. And I don't I definitely don't think you need to now because like there's two ranges. Either your family is not going to give a fuck. Or they're going to be negative about it. Like, I really doubt any family is going to be like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you are pagan. Like, it's just not going to happen. And so really, when you take it to look at the two realistic scenarios of not giving a fuck and being like negative, you're not going to want to come out all like guns and blazing, you know, ravens flying everywhere, swinging Thor's hammer, because that's not going to make either of those situations better. Because uh, yeah. either you're going to come off as an asshole or you're going to make the situation worse. And so, you know, that's like the thing with my mom. Like, I know if I didn't handle it properly, it could go bad. And so even though I, it took, take, took me years to tell her, I feel like I did the right thing. Because, again, I waited between crises, uh, you know, and that's <laughs> not always, you know, you know, depending on the size of your family, sometimes some of you out there know, I mean, there's always a crisis, it seems like in families sometimes, you know, someone's sick, someone's dying, you know, so-and-so got in trouble, so-and-so's in prison, you know, we got to take the kids, we got to help out so-and-so. So it's just one of those things where, you know, my family is, you know, my mom is kind of the center of a lot of family. And so there's just a lot of family drama a lot of the time. And I just saw that window and I was like, holy shit, this is my time, you know? And so I would really recommend everyone's situation is going to be different. But truly, I, I I don't think you should make this big explosive thing because, I, again, you're either going to come out worse for it in the end or just look like an asshole. Um, so just 
you know, when it comes up, it has to come up, bring it up. But I think it's just one of those things where religion just is one of those things where it's for you. Um, and you really, I don't see many situations where you should have to tell somebody, um, you know, unless you're like living with them, you know? Right. I think the funniest, like when I like told my mom, like I said, I've said it before, like my mom is like with various forms of paganism and whatnot. But like when I, I primarily told it like, oh, like when it was when I started doing the gatherings and the podcast, I think like, or, you know, with the last, within the last two years, I was like, yeah, like I'm fully, you know, doing Norse pagan stuff because I was a lot more active with it, uh, you know, I would say like openly. And uh, this is, it was just so funny. Like her, the first thing she asked, she was like, oh, that's cool. She's like, you're not a Nazi, are you? I was like, what? No, like, what the fuck? Like, that was the first question that like I got asked. I was like, what? No, like, first off, I'm in the military. Like, you can't really do that and two like no just don't that's wrong anyways like what but at least like you know that it was more of a a safety concern more so than you know than oh you're practicing an old religion that you know predated christianity okay cool like why is there not a Nazi? Good for you. <laughs> well, I think that goes to what a lot of people know about is, you know, and that's the yeah. other thing you have to kind of worry is, you know, really think about what people know about Norse paganism uh, or heathenry. And if they know anything on the negative side, it could be Nazism. On uh, mm-hmm. the positive side, it could be Marvel's Thor. And again, both of those sides, I don't think you really want. So you really <laughs> have to be careful and understand what your family's knowledge of it could be or whoever you're Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Like I, I, when I was, I talked about it to a girl that I was dating a while back, the first thing she asked me, she was like, are you like polygamous? I was like, what? No, we don't do that anymore. We don't have multiple wives. <laughs> we don't have multiple wives and we don't, yeah. <laughs> are you polygamous? Yeah, no, she did like, she did some research Mormon on lady. it. Yeah, she did some research on it, I guess. And she came across an article saying that like, oh yeah, it was common for like Viking men and like Norse and like to have multiple wives i was like i don't know what fucking what you're reading but i don't think that's actually a thing I, well it's the internet so right yeah like i know ragnar wanted multiple lives in a tv show but that didn't go well for him uh, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm sure it was a wikipedia to, like thing because you know wikipedia probably is. a wiki like a witchypedia or something like that i don't know either way i was just like what no and no we don't sacrifice humans anymore yeah, that's a common one as well i think a lot of yeah. people I, I hear that a lot from gatherings as people come to gatherings and their family's always like you know worried we're going to sacrifice them or something yeah no we actually had somebody at the uh netherlands gathering show up and that was one of their concerns so it's not something that's just in the states uh you know it's something that's in in europe as well as people have this misconception or you know again some people are just like oh the blood eagle i mean i think that's more people coming into the faith you know like we got a blood coming eagle from <laughs> yeah coming from like the vikings tv show and like other stuff we haven't heard that in a while <laughs> that is true we haven't oh goodness <laughs> knock on wood I'm surprised i'm surprised yeah. we haven't heard more of that stuff from like vikings valhalla and stuff like that well, shoot, we got the Vikings Valhalla. See, it's funny now, like, again, we were, uh, I was relatively positively in, in, in our review initially, but now that I've seen the Northman, I'm like, that show, that <laughs> show's garbage. It's trash, because yeah. Because the Northman is so fucking good um, in comparison. Because I, I'm really looking at, like, the thing that pisses me off so much is that humane human sacrifice is the most bullshit thing I have ever seen in my life. Like, oh, the weird contraption thingy that they had in the show? That made yeah. no sense. 
Like, and the fact that it was specifically designed to, like, cut the nervous system so you didn't, like, feel the death or something. I'm like, did, like, human PETA get a hold of you and was like, you have to do the human sacrifice humanely? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't, the, I don't know. The only thing I could think of was maybe there was some kind of controversy or something like that that happened back whenever they were showing the other stuff uh, back before. But, I mean, even then, didn't they, wasn't it, early, like, uh, in one of the earlier episodes of Valhalla, didn't they show like the the thing at uh, Uppsala where they, yeah, they showed like a, a the sword thing. sacrifice? I think with, yeah, with like a yeah. or something. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that was maybe, like, they, so, maybe they were just trying to show a difference between how it was before when they were pagan versus you know when they're more, the more civilized, age. the more civilized. Yeah, a weapon I for guess. a more civilized age. Yeah, savages. <laughs> civilized. Uh, we used fancy corkscrews to pop your spinal column before we kill you now we're not savages <laughs> I, I hate i hate hollywood yeah oh my gosh yeah that's gosh that scene like i don't that scene just over everything ruined. i just watched it, ruined it, like, it all is this garbage <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, well anyways God. yeah so that was kind of like uh yeah just wanted to kind of share that with you guys i hadn't really shared i haven't really actually shared that story with anyone uh because i i remember i i went to bed which again the time zone zone different so i texted in the discord i was like told my mom and then i like passed out because i was on the phone with her for an hour oh, yeah and asshole. then like everyone in the discord was like well how did it fucking go <laughs> <laughs> are you dead Tend to say, I like should have cliffhangered us. Like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, poor Tina thought I was dead. Uh, shit. Yeah, because like I was supposed to, like I went for a walk in Amsterdam, and that's when I told her. And I like it was like nine o'clock when I went for this walk, <laughs> and I was gone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and like while on my phone here, I can't text because like my phone is like using everything to call. Uh, and so I get back and I get like three texts like, are you fucking dead? <laughs> right. Your mom just had like a hit squad just on call. There was a few jokes, uh, a few jokes made about like, uh, about that kind of stuff. <laughs> the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good shit. I love it. I mean, I'm glad it went well, you know, for the most part. I feel like that's going to be the most common. I feel like that's going to be the most common result that i think a lot of people just don't realize is going to happen i feel like a lot of it's going to be oh you know like cool you got like most of the time that i've heard from people like you know coming out of the pagan closet so to speak it's always like i'm glad you have something i don't agree with it necessarily i still believe a certain thing and you're going to go a certain place because of it but at least you're doing something that makes you happy that's usually the general consensus that i have seen within like the discord and having talked to other people about it and like i don't know i feel like i feel like a lot more people like i said don't go you don't need to go great like waving a, a raven flag and howling like a fucking animal yeah showing up in your yeah. grim frost undies like <laughs> <laughs> way to call riley out holy shit <laughs> <laughs> your grim frost undies your panties like you know your pajamas like all your ammies <laughs> oh god yeah 
there we had a couple of guys oh, we had like three guys uh show up and like uh like Amon Amarath or whatever the band as people are gonna sh- shank me because I don't know that. Oh, Amon Amarth. They're Amon. trash. I'm saying that right now. They are shit music. Oh my gosh, we just lost half our viewership. <laughs> Dude, I'm, all, all I'm, I'm gonna say is like I never listened to Amon Amarth before I went and saw Slayer in concert because they were on that farewell tour with them. Um, and their live show is amazing. I think their music's garbage, and I'm sticking with that. So whatever. Uh, remember, unfollow Desert Pagan and keep listening <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> because again, like three guys showed up to the Netherlands gathering wearing these shirts, and I was like, the first ritual, everyone was wearing black, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Scandinavian death metal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing my opinion out there, and yeah. I mean, I don't like metal in general. I mean, sue me, but I I just don't. Uh, I say I do, but like I, I think Amon Amarth is garbage. I mean, Amon Amarth, they their music tends to be more of that like brosetry kind of thing. That's, but I mean, yeah, it's the thing that I understand why yeah. they do do it that way because it's you know that's the more popular thing. But that. other than that, I mean, like literally, these dudes roll out an entire Viking ship onto stage, and it's badass. I mean, you can have a badass performance. It doesn't mean your music's still good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the last thing I will add about because it's, it's a little bit funny. So I actually called out my dad a little bit when because my mom, my dad knew, and my mom asked, he's like, "Did your dad know?" And I was like, "I got a, I got a sticker for my dad. I love my dad. I want to throw him under the bus here." So I thought the, on the fly, I was like, "This is the best way." I was like, "You know, when I first told dad, I could tell he thought it was a phase, and over the past three years, I have definitely." proved him wrong <laughs> and so i was like mom don't you worry he didn't think i was actually going to make it work and that's why he didn't want to tell you because he thought i was just going to stop doing it and i think that'll be the other thing people think like especially very christian family they're going to be like it's just a phase and they're going to try to wait it out i think is is probably one of the more common scenarios that's going to happen he just got proven wrong i can see that and just be happy like you know okay you've told them be happy show them that your faith is great you know don't leave offerings around the house just be yourself be happy enjoy your faith and prove them that your faith makes you a happier person and i think that's one of the things that's really helped with my mom obviously it's a very specific scenario but i'm like mom the reason that i am traveling across europe right now is because of my job is because i'm recording these stories i'm recording the histories and and learning the mythologies and things like that like that is my job to share this with people and like i'm never been happier so can you really judge what you know this poorly it's done a good thing for me and i think you know she can't argue with that you know the only thing she could say is like well the devil can give you things too you know (laughs) that's that's really the only route she could go yeah that's fair all right well boys that is my topic for today so what do you guys got what do you want to talk about so i've been getting asked this actually very recently over the past couple there's about the past couple of weeks now um amongst like the discord mainly but so i figured i'd just bring it up um i've been asked a lot of questions regarding not like psychedelic plants but plants in general that help with uh trans work meditation and stuff like that so i'm gonna kind of talk about that today for my topic because i've had a lot of people like i said recently asking me about it so um I've I've worked with a few different now, Ian, plants. Give your yes. give your safety advisory before you talk about the sacred plants. Do your fucking research, and if you have health conditions, don't do it. I don't know. Like, Be smart. None of this. 
don't yeah none of the, yeah yeah don't buy that lace shit. <laughs> yeah like i can i i can throw some some people that i like some of the places i get my stuff from and none of the stuff is illegal or anything like that it's not like some classic felony shit because a lot of the stuff i did while i was in the military and obviously while you're in the military you can't be doing shit okay so yeah the the first the first plant that i i started using was called african dream root um the technical plant name for it is Celine Capensius, if I remember correctly, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, it, it's it is such a goofy looking root because when you think roots, you think you know relative like unless you're thinking of like a tree, you think like small spindly like spider legs and and size, right? This stuff is literally came as a bag of sticks. Like uh, for a while there, I was just like. I think somebody settled me a little bit. Like, I don't know what the hell this is. Like, it literally looks like a bag of six that somebody could have just pulled out of the yard. But I did the process of taking that shit is so weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the process is, is weird. So it's a lot longer than other things that I've used and what I currently use and which I'll explain in a bit. Um, the whole process behind it is it, it takes about a month to fully activate or like to fully get your body used to it because you take it in very small doses and the way that it basically works is you take these roots right like these literal sticks if you have like a coffee grinder it'd probably work better from what i've been told i didn't so i you literally old schooled that shit with a mortar and pestle and you grind up these sticks as best you can and you separate the fibrous parts of the root and get rid of that and you only use the very fine powder that comes from like the center of the root and what you do is you mix it, you put it in distilled or purified water. You can use tap water or whatever, but it, apparently that works a little bit better. It doesn't have as many like, you know, interferences and blah, blah, blah. But you basically put it in this water and you shake the shit out of it. Like you put it in a jar and you can reuse this jar the entire time. You just shake the shit out of it until it gets like the equivalent to like a beer froth at the top. And that's what you're actually doing is you essentially eat and quotations eat this froth um and you do like a couple like i think like if i remember correctly like the guy that i talked to um that i i learned on how to like use it from and whatnot uh he, he he would do like five and you do it in the morning you do it like you wake up you take like you shake it you take like five little spoonfuls of this froth in the morning and then gradually over time as you go to sleep it starts to kick in and you start having more and more lucid dreams um, and everything like that. And I, I, I didn't get a whole lot from it. Um, I know, I think Jacob, you, you, you used it. I think I, we, everybody had it, tried it at one of the gatherings, I believe I brought it and gave a bit out to everybody. Yeah. Like um, I tried some of it and I don't think I had any effects just from a one-time use. Um, yeah, and then it, you gave me some, but then I couldn't figure out how to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay yeah now no, again it's something i'm sure you'll bring up but that uh that blue lotus though like that had me yeah. and logan gone yeah so that that is that's the main thing that i've been using and i will swear up and down by this plant i want to start growing my own blue lotus flowers in particular um so there are three different colored lotus flowers and they are red white and blue um but the blue or sacred lotus flower is what it's more commonly known as. Uh, that is that is way way better. That is a way more responsive. Um, 
the there's a several different ways that I have tried it and that you can attain this. So I'll talk I'll talk about the shops that I've gotten it from in the past and everything as well. But the main ways that I've tried yeah, if you it, just want have... to at the end after we get off this call, just send me the list and I'll add it to the description okay. of the podcast. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, the three ways I'm looking at my fresh order that I just got from a new shop that I like. Uh, so there's the flowers, like the petals themselves are what you would use if you wanted to make like a tea. So you would just do like a typical tea um, where, you know, the best way that I've had it uh, is when Mary made it with some honey, cinnamon stick, and then like a, a good amount of the petals and let that seep for a bit or steep for a while. Um, it's mainly the petals that have any sort of stuff in it. Like I've like the stuff that I have right now has like the center. I'm not, I'm not a plant expert as far as the anatomy of a plant, but um, the blue lotus will be like yellow in the center and then like a dark purplish blue on the petals. The petals are what you really want. Um, but the flowers are good for teas. I, I'm sure you could probably eat the petals. Like I've taken a nibble on a few that were like- Yeah, I thought you had like a bag at one of the gatherings you were just snacking on. Yeah, it's yeah. one of these, yeah. And it, I, didn't, I didn't really notice a whole lot like straight out of that. It tastes, I mean, it tastes like dirt because it's a dried plant, but um, yeah, I, I, the teas are really, that's a lot more faster acting as Jacob kind of just, I mean, Caleb, you were at that gathering and had some of that tea too. And I know it was funny watching everybody be affected by it because I, I'd already at this point been working with the plant a little bit. So I had like somewhat of a higher tolerance. So I was just kind of like vibing. But for the two of you that had never really worked with the first time, like, tell, like kind of tell everybody kind of like what it was like. Well, mine was pretty like it definitely wasn't there was no hallucination by any means it's not a hallucinatory mm -hmm. thing from what i can tell um it was very much like a body high would be like it was almost like what an edible does to me like it shuts down my body to the point where i'm just like Ooh. um but it, like less so like not as aggressive as like a an, like a cannabis edible um because we like the story behind it is we we drank this tea while watching lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring <laughs> like together as like a as like a leadership retreat and so we're drinking this tea and you know we're just sitting there watching lord of the rings and like halfway through i was just like bruh <laughs> so like it actually it, like but again it, it didn't affect everyone this way and but i think it affected logan the most uh mm. because i remember looking because he was down on the ground and he was just like staring off in the because uh, he had never seen the fellows for the ring which is obscene to me and uh you know i looked down i was like logan how you like the movie and like he looks at me like with the squinniest eyes i've ever seen he's like yeah <laughs> and he was he was also being stabbed by caleb because that was when you were he was also working on that odin on sleep tattoo was he working on that while we were watching lord of the rings yeah i, I yeah. was doing some of it when we did that oh my gosh so not only is this man being stabbed he's also watching the fellowship of the ring for the first time after drinking a relatively like i kind of like noticed like how much like flowers like mary had put in the each like tea bag and i was just like that's a bit that's a lot like i kind of expected like it was gonna be for like the whole group i was like as i saw everybody's like individual thing i was just like whatever y'all about the house a fucking a good time <laughs> i didn't say shit <laughs> uh, i don't remember it being that like wild or crazy um, I remember feeling good and then 
like like halfway through the movie, I just got tired of shit. And I ended up like pass, I would like pass out, then I'd wake up and be awake for like five minutes and I'd pass back out. Was it you or Blade that I keep slapping to keep awake? Was, I think it was Blade. It was Blade. It was probably Blade. Blade. I was yeah, sitting he was like right on next the to me and then side like of the room from you. Every, every 30 seconds, he would be like, I'm awake, I'm awake. And then, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was just talking, I was literally just talking to him about that the other day. So yeah, I was Blade. So uh, yeah, I'd sleep for like 15, 20 minutes at a time, or maybe more. Because I remember like, I don't like, I remember, I remember watching like the the first half of the movie after that. I had <laughs> like you all put in the second disc. Yeah, it, um, it did make me tired as shit too. Yeah. So yeah, Blue Lotus is, is primarily used for like lucid dreaming. Um, so it it can make you a little bit tired and especially I feel like in the amount that everybody had at that particular point for like your first time that's probably why you guys felt so tired from it because usually what I'll do is so I like to use the tinctures um, and I've used two different kinds at this point from two different shops the one shop that I was using it the first shop that I got their tincture from they didn't use a alcohol-based tincture which i thought was really weird because usually most tinctures that you get if anybody's ever used one they're usually some form of a a clear alcohol base and that's just because it helps extract more of whatever it is that you're you're making a tincture out of whether it's like um healthy mushrooms or you know uh whatever like blue lotus flower etc i'm not 100 sure what this guy used um I, I meant to ask him about it on his shop because I've gotten everything from Etsy. Um, I just forgot, but it was a non non alcoholic base. It was a lot. It's a lot sweeter, obviously, compared to something that has like an alcohol base. Um, and that I use every. I I still use it every night. Um, you know, obviously, I've had to like increase the amount that I use because you do eventually develop a tolerance. So like, I'll like stop using it for like a month or whatever, and then start doing it again. But that that is what something more that I would use for um, like trance work and stuff like that. And like I've used it before rituals. I know like at the Pennsylvania gathering, I gave a little bit to everybody that wanted some. And it was kind of funny because I remember asking before the field gear meditation that Darius and I did. I was like, how many people use some of the tincture? Just so I had an idea because it can put you in a relatively decent trance if you if you use it that way. And I feel like the tincture is a little bit more of a controlled way of using it um because you're only getting like so much and it was just funny because like almost everybody raised their hands i was like oh, nice uh but the tincture i like a lot um more the stuff that the new stuff that i just ordered definitely hits a lot harder compared to the non-alcohol based tincture that i've used um but yeah that's what slaps uh and then i've ordered a powder which is basically the blue lotus it's blue lotus extract powder so it's basically they just i'm not 100 sure of the full process of how they got it like the, into a powder but i've used two different kinds of extracts and i've used i haven't used the powder yet but i've used a resin which literally just looks like black tar and i've mixed that into a tea the extract definitely is the heavier hitting um ways of taking it uh for sure like i've only used the extract directly once and it was the resin and I mix it into a tea um and it was yeah that 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 definitely is the stronger way of using it um so if you're going to dabble in it I would suggest either tincture or flowers first just to kind of see how it is uh the resin and like the extract stuff 
fucking get, wait till you see how that feels before you use it. Cause that, that the resin hit me pretty damn hard and I've been using this stuff for months now. And I was just like, okay, like we're going somewhere with this one, but I love it. I love trying to different plans. There's a couple different ones that I want to use um, in the future. And one of them is um, Daga root, I believe or wild Daga root. No, it's wild lettuce. That's another one. But like Daga root is another like plant along the similar like situ like lines of like trance work and meditative like mindsets and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll give Jacob the two links to the uh, Etsy shops that I've ordered stuff from to put in the description later. But yeah, that's my topic is awesome transplants. <laughs> well, it's funny. <laughs> I, like I honestly didn't realize how much I have to say about this topic until you started talking because it's honestly something that I've been uh, kind of following a little bit more while here in Germany. Um, like one of the videos released was about Waldmeister, which was, was mm -hmm. you know an herb here, um, which kind of leads to also this like conspiracy that I found, which I guess I've always kind of known about, uh, and it's something that's really difficult because plant uh, medicine, herbal medicine, is obviously a very much a part of paganism um, and pagan practices, and something that you know even though the pagan practices had to go underground, still stayed through for hundreds of years within witchcraft. Uh, in fact, after Christianity came in, most places there usually was a witch that hung out near the villages um, that would do herbal medicines and things like that. And typically, was a woman uh, and was someone who also like had knowledge of you know midwifing and stuff like that. And it wasn't until around the fourteen, the 1400s to the 1600s that the witch hunting really became big. Um, but it was a long period and a lot of people were killed and a lot of, you know, knowledge was lost. Uh, and essentially this plant medicine was, you know, demonized. And we are still suffering those consequences today. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, even when you wanted to bring this topic up, I was like, oh, we got to be careful here. Uh, because there's a lot of people that judge it very poorly. Um, and yes, there are people that abuse plant medicine and, you know, and may, you know, do it in a way that is, you know, negligent to others. But at yeah. the same time, you know, it's such an important part of pagan practices uh, to, you know, uh, to honor the plants and, and look at their properties. And I think what a lot of people have that are uh, negative towards plant medicine are ones that are still living in this world where plants are bad. And as someone who has, you know, suffered, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is now a chronic illness for, you know, a few years now, the, the medicine, medicine that doctors give me doesn't work. And it's not like I haven't tried, you know, I tried medicine first and it didn't work. And so I turned to plants and I found, you know, a good mix of plants. You know, I've had to travel quite widely and, and talk to different people and, and learn different things. But now I have, you know, when I get an infection now, I mean, I'll, I'll share a little, you know, I, I basically get chronic UTIs, you know, I, I get bladder infections all the time from a chronic illness. And, you know, it may not seem like something that's bad, but if it's not treated, it can turn into a, an infection across my whole body. And so I do have to treat it, but doctors only want to prescribe antibiotics to fix it. And they're like, well, you know, this will cure your current infection, but there's no cure for the chronic illness that is causing the infections. Uh, so I could either take antibiotics, you know, two times a year until I die, which would be very quickly because I would become so immune to antibiotics that I would get an infection and like the bacteria would just basically keep growing because I take so many antibiotics. Um, so now if I get a, a urinary infection, I just do a, a plant cleanse. Uh, so I do, a, you know, obviously very strong cranberry extract. And then I have a mixture uh, that I was telling you about, Ian, that I got from a like a mm. very like old school pharmacy, like an apothecary. <laughs> 
uh, and I get a very specific plant mix um, that I get to treat it. Uh, and so I just like, yeah, I got one right before I went to Greece. Uh, you know, it's something I get a couple times a year right before I get, went to Greece. Um, you know, I had one, it was really bad. It felt like I was pissing fire. And, you know, I just, I, I did the standard routine, you know, I got the, the you know, the super cranberry extract, um, you know, I got the, herb, the herbal teas, and I just drank those all day. And usually plants you have to do more often. Anytime you do any kind of plant medicine, you typically have to do them more, you know, I have to drink five cups of this tea a day, I have to do, you know, these, these cranberry, you know, overloads, you know, twice, twice a day, but it clears it up, you know, it clears it up faster and better and healthier than antibiotics did. And again, the thing I like to say is like, again, this is the difficult thing because you should consult a doctor most of the time. Yeah. But when you can't find the answers at the doctor, maybe see what plants can do for you. Um, and I do think there's something there. And honestly, you know, not to dive into the conspiracy rabbit hole, but I really do think that pharmacies uh, and big medicine really want to keep plant medicine down because it loses the money. Because this little bag of tea, this fucking, I get like a pound of this tea and it cost me like four, it cost me four euros for a massive bag of this tea. Um, whereas antibiotics, you know, cost me, you know, every time I do them, 45, 45 bucks, uh, not to mention, you know, if I have to get more than that. So there is a, there's a weird, a whole route you can go with the plant medicine and stuff like that. But the simple answer is there's so many different plants with so many different effects. Definitely look into it, be safe. Uh, but again, like the Waldmeister, really interesting. I've, I've had Waldmeister a couple of times here, uh, literally forest master. And let me tell you, it actually makes you feel more connected to the forest. It's not a super intense high. It's not a super intense experience, but it's one of the more interesting, like, you know, I'll just use high for the lack of a better term I've ever had. Um, you know, I have this wine and, you know, it makes you a little drunk, but then you have this like tingly feeling where you can like feel the leaves. It's wild and absolutely amazing. <laughs> and the fact that it was drank very commonly all the way up to the 1960s by Germans until it was outlawed to make way for coca-cola yeah i'll uh i'll also i'll send you a link as well jacob for a a book um that i've i've i have myself and i've done a lot of reading on that is herbal medicine and you'd be surprised the common like what we would consider house weeds and lawn weeds that you know they've got they were used for a lot of things but you know people want their there's weeds, weeds. Yeah, they're just weeds and people want their fresh cut green slabs of yards. Instead. Well, that's one thing I really like about Germany and Europe in general. They really like let wildflowers grow. You know, here they're wildflowers in the States. They're called weeds. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that book because that has a lot of good information um, on a wide range of plants and uh, and their their medicinal purposes that they've been that they were used for and still can be used for because mostly like the pharmaceutical companies use like plants to get them there put that dog tell them what to do um yeah like most medications that you get from a pharmacy they come from a plant extract of some kind but heavily processed with extra shit in it. Hence why expensive and ruins your body. But yeah, that's my topic. Plants are awesome. Use them <laughs> responsibly. Use nature responsibly. Yeah, I mean, responsibly. one of my favorite weird factoids about history is the fact that the in, in Rome, uh, you know, and across the Mediterranean, there was a natural aphrodisiac and a, and a birth control. It was like a plant that literally would like be act as birth control. And the Romans used it so much they made the plant go extinct. 
Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. Like they literally like picked it to extinction because yeah, because they, they used just... it so much. It's like literally the Earth has like been created to like give us everything we need to survive. Like literally gave us natural birth control, and the Romans were like, "Fuck yeah!" and then ruined it for the rest of us. Fucking Romans, man. Caleb, mm. okay, have any thoughts on plants? Plants are good. <laughs> Whenever you can find them, it's like you've been ones. smoking them plants. Plants no. Good. no, I can't even remember the last time I did anything like that. It's been on. It's been a minute. Caleb, we need to kidnap you. <laughs> we need to get you in the woods. We need to take that shirt off and let you howl. <laughs> <laughs> but take, Caleb, was, do you? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like I was talking to Ian, like whenever we had our little mishap earlier with the with the episode. Um, like I feel like anymore, like whenever, like whenever I do, when we do these, like three topic things like all i do is like i don't i never have time to think of anything so i just talk about something that's like some issue i have in my life or like something i'm having trouble with or something like that no that's fine <laughs> um again you know we're all three that's one of the things we kind of precursor this with we're all three at different stages um you know and i think i think you'd be surprised how many people are going to relate to you right now how many people that listen to the podcast that are you know do have a newborn that do have kids uh that are only getting three hours of sleep that you know are, are working to provide for their family i guarantee you there's more people in this audience i i 100 guarantee you more people connect with you right now than they can connect with me i'm galvanning across europe recording about denmark and germany you know I, I am living a very extraordinary life and I'm very honored to live it. But at the same time, most people are going to be more like you, Caleb. And so they, they care about what you have to say. All right. Well, so the, I guess the, the thing I've got for, for this week is just, and it's not, it's been, I guess it's been a long time. So I've had any issues with it because I used to have so much patience and just be able to, I guess, hold everything in or control it, but just, I don't know. Like, I just have a lot of issues with like, anger right now. With anger? And, and it's, yeah, and it's not like, it's not, it's not like violent anger or anything like that. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I get agitated, frustrated easily. And just anymore, I just like, I just blurt things out. Like, I don't even realize I'm saying it until it's already coming out of my mouth. And yeah, that's what I've been dealing with like the last few days. <laughs> so do you think there's any kind of spiritual component that you've been thinking about with that i don't know if there is a spiritual component to it um i don't know possibly it it could be stuff maybe something to do with the you know with the with the beast thing because i've not been doing you know i've not been doing that stuff so i don't have an outlet for it um could be a a mixture of that as well as like uh you know the lack of sleep um not entirely sure because i mean like right now like i get i get like uh, i go to sleep at like 2 a.m and i'm waking up at six or seven and if i'm lucky i might get to take a nap if i can get both my kids to sleep at the same time for maybe one or two hours kid time is uh, kid nap time is dad nap time <laughs> yeah yeah i should be yeah like normally that would be like okay do the stuff you need to around the house no go go to sleep because i mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean I can no, like that's like like the only other time i've got to rest i've i've noticed that when like for me personally whenever i don't get any sort of regular like spiritual outlet or or experience doesn't even have to be something like major or big or you know i don't have to you know just just taking the time to just kind of like meditate even like if i don't do something like that 
you know, for a long period of time, I've noticed that I get way more agitated a lot easier. So I, I, I can, I can kind of understand, obviously coming from a different perspective, I don't have two young children uh, that I'm, I'm fighting sleep for, uh, but I, I can, I can relate to that in some way. Cause I've noticed that whenever I don't have like my spiritual outlet, if I don't have a, a, I don't do something semi-regular, I'm like, I feel like yeah like or like agitated or like like I need to do something to like calm my mind make this your pal oh, oh, speaking of the children one has arrived yep. you gonna say hi the older, hi. The older <laughs> gremlin <laughs> you're gonna take my headset so I can't hear now <laughs> this is my podcast now daddy yeah <laughs> yeah give her a couple more years she's just gonna replace me. here you wanna say i'll talk to him for a second i mean that's why we have children hello Hi. let your daddy sleep <laughs> no. <laughs> let your daddy take a nap no that's the one that like always wakes me up she gets like right here in my face and it's just either like shaking me or just like jumping up and down you like, need to yeah, remember yeah. you need to write these things down so when she's an adult you can do these things to her right <laughs> she's like like shake her in the middle of the night you remember when you did this to me <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it potentially could be it could be like a a, a spiritual thing i i would what uh, <laughs> well you'll have to go downstairs and find you some stickers <laughs> um but All right, here. Let me get her back downstairs. You're fine. Answer. You're fine. <laughs> no, I'll share. I'll share an ex uh, an expletive with Ian, or not an expletive. Uh, exploit? No, not. What am I saying? What am I trying to say? I believe in you. English is hard. I don't know. English is hard. Uh, well, first off, fuck German because German's confusing. So I went to Five Guys today, and I wanted. I actually did really well. Like I was really nervous because any place you have to like tell them what you want on something, I get really nervous because there's like a lot of different options and stuff. Uh, and obviously this isn't going to be perfect German, but it was like, you know, ich möchte ein, you know, großer Cheeseburger mit uh, Zwiebeln und Bacon and, uh, you know, und uh, barbecue salsa. And, you know, not too bad. But then it got to the point and I was like, oh, and, uh, you know, und, uh, uh, you know, you know uh, Coca-Cola. And I, I really wanted to say small fry. But the word for small is klein or kleiner. The word for no, like know something, you know, isn't nine. Like if you want to say, I don't want this, you would say kinda. Uh, or so kind. That's, that's and so I kept on saying, you know, kind pomis. And she was like, oh, kind pomis. And I was like, no, 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 no. Kinda pomis. No, no. Klein. I was like, small fry. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a small fry. <laughs> Like I was doing oh, so God. well, and like all of a sudden I'm just like, just give me a fry, woman. <laughs> give me your five euro fries. Oh my God, dude, <laughs> that's amazing. Holy shit. Anyway, welcome back, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, well, she went. She she just did the whole. I'm a big girl. I want to go downstairs. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> big girl could do everything. Can do the chores then. 
Yeah. So do you think going to like, uh, you know, because you went to the North Car- uh, North Carolina gathering. So do you think the gatherings are really good, you know, release and kind of escape, even though you do have to bring the children? But, you know, is it actually a little bit more energizing to still come to those things with a family? It, it is. Uh, it's just being able to find like the right balance with everything. Um, I don't know. I've really liked the way that it's been the last well, really, since the gathering, I've not had a whole lot of time to like think on anything. It's been taking care of the kids, really. This is your time, man. Work, th- work some things out with us. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's still good ways to do it. It's just finding the right way to get the kids involved. With granted, you can't really get a, a newborn involved, but you know, Bella, you know, and she had a, another kid uh, there who was about the same age, maybe a little bit older. I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but. You know, they, they kept each other busy for the most part, but just have, you know, keep an eye on them, make sure they don't get into, you know, too much trouble or interfere too much with uh, rituals and what, you know, r- people's ritual uh, items, things like that. I don't know. There's a, there's like, you know, we always say like gathering for like breeding cats, but then you have like, you add children in, into it. Herding and then that's kids. more like, that's more like herding cats, not gathering us. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like this is something you know. Obviously, that that'll come with time and experience. I mean, now that like I think about it, like there's really only a handful of people that within the community that have at least I can think of on top of my head that are that regularly go to gatherings and stuff like that that have younger children. So it's, and I think the majority of them, because I mean we have uh, Ayla and uh, and Reagan in the uh, in the fellowship. Yeah that have children but typically they come to the gatherings without their kids because i think they they want the escape yeah but i feel like it's a you know those of you like the handful of you that have like smaller children and stuff like that are are like definitely going to be the go-to people of how do you like how do you you know basically continue like your spiritual practice alongside like raising kids and like you know the blending of the two and things like that so in a way like your suffering currently is going to be a very good like you're going to be you know people are going to come to you to ask for like that advice though when it comes to their time yeah remember our useful uh, our youthful expressions right now and we're like yeah we're exploring the faith and doing dream route and traveling and like three years from now ian and i are both going to be on the podcast like <laughs> sleep <laughs> right well luckily I, i'm well trained in not sleeping anyway so that part i'll be okay with but, i won't be i'll be like, I sleep yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly what, like like before i have children i i've i think i mentioned on the podcast before i've debated going to that polyphasic sleep schedule where you only sleep like every like four hours you sleep for two hours because my job doesn't require me to like be up for any certain amount of time um so i've thought about trying to do that and i was like that would be good for kids but then i was like but then you get all kinds of messed up because you just kind of have to sleep when you get the time you can't do this like every four hours crap you know so i was like yeah Uh, if there's a a potential that it could work it would all depend on like you would have to do it you'd have to do it like as soon as the kid is born you'd have to stick with it because if you if you could get them on you know you could you could make their schedule their sleep schedule and their schedule work to to yours because like uh the other uh couple like rob and elizabeth 
that live here in Kingsport, they've got like, I think uh, where they, they usually like stay up like all night and they're just now like trying to get their kids to not go to sleep at like five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, whatever it is. And they're like slowly working her back to like a normal sleep time. And so there's like ways you can change it, but like whatever you started out as, like that's usually what they stick with and it's can be difficult to adjust yeah. it later. Yeah, that would be the thing. I would want not want to do the polyphasic thing after like a year and I'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I feel like that's not doing the children any favor because you get them on that sleep schedule and then they have to adjust to the normal world and adjust to, you know, going to school and things like that eventually. And it's not going to do them any favors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. At least, like, what, you only got a couple more years until they'll, you know, you can hand her off to the to a school at some point. Uh, yeah, she, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think part of it too is it's like we're like two two small children at the same time. That's difficult. It's more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah. Is the uh, the littlest one still sleeping through the night for the most part, or is she waking up a lot? Uh, she wakes up like uh, I think she usually wakes up like every it's like every three to four hours, and so it's usually it's seconds. like once or twice, once or twice I think. Yeah, um, that she'll wake up during the night. Just depends on what time we go to bed. We need a treadmill. Just have... put Bella on the treadmill and just like let it go, like a <laughs> hamster wheel, right before bed. You know. Whee! Yeah, <laughs> Bella, like Bella usually sleeps through the night. It's just a matter of getting her to go to sleep most of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I was going to say, and I think I've said this before, but I really, I mean, honestly, I want you to try it to see if it works, and then I can try it later. Um, like, yeah. truly, I honestly think, like, something that could work is, you know, you and Amber both have a spiritual practice. And, you know, taking one for the team and, like, you saying, like, hey, I need to feel more connected. I haven't had time to meditate. Can you watch the kids for two hours? You go up to the mountain, meditate, breathe some nature, hug a tree, and then you come back and then you're like, now you get your time. And then maybe the next day or the same day, she gets to go do whatever she wants, meditate, you know, do something spiritual. And I, I'm saying don't go sleep because you want to do that. Like, oh, I'm just going to go sleep. I'm going to go catch up on my sleep. Cut out that time for your spirituality and you know that way you at least have it you know it doesn't have to be every week it can be every month once a month but something you know set aside for both of you individually to still have your own current spiritual practice um while you still have the children yeah it could work out really good well you know like you said you know you haven't had time to think about stuff uh you know since the gathering you know you just been so busy um and i i mean that happens to me too i get so busy i don't have time to sit down and reflect i mean i think it's so important just to sit there and catalog your memories catalog your thoughts and so life doesn't go rushing by you actually have time to slow down and think about what's actually happening yeah i definitely need to work on that like normally what I, like my my like free time is when i get home from work and it's whatever however long it is until it's 2 a.m yeah yeah sometimes that's 30 minutes sometimes it's an hour Right. So I guess I need to I need to try to do that then instead of just like I don't know, just relaxing and trying to do whatever else. Yeah. I mean it's you know, obviously hard with two children, but I mean we all fall into ruts and and get stuck in our routines. Uh and just finding a way to to shift our spirituality and our religions into that routine is something that I think everyone struggles with, no matter the religion. Um, and I think it is something that we all need, especially I honestly I think you know, we're the reason we follow this path because we love it. 
Um, and it's just something that we're really passionate about. And so, you know, I definitely think, you know, not just as, you know, as an advice to our viewers, but just, you know, a friend to a friend, I really do think, you know, you could benefit from some spiritual time. It looks like you need it, need it honestly. No offense, yeah. but it does look like you need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to meditate right here? Like, I can get the drum and like, we can like chant right here, you know. <laughs> right I'm so, so sad. I'm really good at that now because of that fucking song. <laughs> yeah, but Bella could come up too. You know, she can start chanting some runes. We'll get there going. <laughs> I did have someone contact me today. You know, I don't, I don't have any problems talking about it on the podcast because I don't know if it'll happen. We'll see. I'm still talking about it. Uh, someone contacted me today. They want me to write a chapter of a book. And it's not like the one book that like someone wanted me to write that was super corporate and evil. Like this is just literally a community project. She wants to try to get a bunch of different pagans to write different sections of this book on like spell work, uh, like Norse specific spell work. And she wants me to write a section on Galder chanting. Um, and like, you know, I've talked to her, you know, quite a bit now. And honestly, it sounded pretty good. Uh, so I, I think I might go through with it as long as, all, you know, the final deal works out. Like I wouldn't make any money up front. It would just be royalties off the book, which I'm sure is not much. Um, but, you know, just to be able to have my name out there and, you know, and actually have to sit down and write out a Galder chanting section. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. Hell yeah. That's, that's dope. I like that. Yeah. I've been really, I've been really vibing with the Galder chanting. I think it's a really nice way to get people to connect. I mean, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I've only been part of a couple of your rituals that that's been a part of it, but we got people singing at uh, the Netherlands gathering, like strip singing. See, that's what I'm trying to get going. That's, <laughs> my, no. that's what I'm trying to get going with my ritual that was inspired by Pyle Long's most recent song, which is hilarious to me that I listened to the song twice and I had an entire ritual like inspired by that song, and I have I have it all written out and everything. I'm just like, this is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, this song right here, I mean, it's really simple. It's literally just the names of, uh, of Freya. And so it's Freya, Volva, Marduel, Vanadis, Gefion, Her, uh, Menglida. And then it's just that repeated uh, with a drum beat. Um, so, like, if there's a drum beat, you know, Freya, Volva, Manduel, Vanadis, Gefion, Her, Menglida. And so it was just that, you know, with the drum beat. And we did that for like a fucking hour. But it was really cool because we were really just trying to sync up. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you're practicing, you're unifying as a group. But also you're honoring Freya at the same time. And it, it ended up being really pretty. And yes, it will be in the video that comes out Wednesday. Nice. Which is a fucking hour long somehow. Hey, yeah, the Netherlands Gathering is the second longest gathering video that I've made. I mean, it's, it's, it's usually been about like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. The longest one's still Yule at an hour and a half. Um, it's like a full movie, <laughs> which is honestly pretty amazing to me. I can't wait till the end of this year and we do another like marathon because at this point, I think it is almost like it's getting close to like over like 14 hours or something like that. Holy shit. It's like move over Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I think this year officially the amount of gathering videos that exist out there, it is longer than all of the Lord of the Rings now, I think. Extended edition? <laughs> uh, I think so, because extended edition is around 11 hours and like 54 minutes, I think. Um, and so I think after this year, as long as 
because uh, the spring gathering was 45. This one's an hour. I suspect, you know, the next, the UK gathering, I mean, because I'll have the UK gathering. I'll have uh, Kentucky gathering, Canada, Kentucky this year still. So there will actually be four more gathering videos uh, yeah. after this one. So this will be a long year. Suck it, Peter Jackson. We're out doing you and <laughs> I'm coming for you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, guys, this episode's run extra long because we had that little mishap in the middle with the internet connection and just want to talk a lot. Uh, but also just because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we apologize at the beginning. You know, this is the only episode you're going to have for a couple of weeks because next weekend I will be in the UK filming a gathering there and participating in the gathering. Uh, the next week after that, I am going across Scotland with Kevin and Lauren, the community, recording a lot of videos. We're going to go to Lindisfarne, which is pretty dope. Uh, and then just do a Highland tour and I'm going to film a few videos along the way and I won't be back from that until the next Sunday. So it'll probably be probably two more weeks before you get another podcast episode. So um, I do apologize for the delay on that. And uh, but again, I hope you enjoy the content on the YouTube channel. Hope you're enjoying this podcast, but don't worry. We're not going anywhere. Uh, guys, any words of advice for the next couple of weeks while they have to listen to repeat episodes or episodes they haven't heard? What's your what's your sage advice for the next two weeks of everyone's lives? go out and do something different do something different do something different you know whether it's with your practice or whether it's your everyday life go out and, go out and try something new no i just uh i don't know i decided to try to take it slow and just try to find moments in a day that you can appreciate because that's what i've been trying to do i don't know how well it's been working yet but i've been trying yeah the Thing I think I'll leave everyone with is something that people are beginning to realize in the videos that I'm producing is something I'm trying to talk about is the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. It is just different grass. And that is one of the best lessons I've learned here in Europe is it is wonderful here. It's amazing. But at the end of the day, it's not so different than where I grew up in the Midwestern United States, flat cornfields. The Netherlands is flat. Denmark is flat. Northern Germany is flat. And these are the areas that the gods were venerated in, um, you know, the same gods you're venerating now. So don't feel disregarded, you know, don't get so overshadowed by the fjords of Norway or the Alps. The gods exist outside your door. They exact, exist in your home and they exist within you. So don't get discouraged. The gods are everywhere. And thank you so very much for joining us for the Folk Podcast, episode 90. We are 10 episodes away from 100 let us know what we should do for 100 like comment on us uh you know message us or something uh message me or message ian oh speaking of we need to oh yeah caleb's, yeah we need to mention caleb's instagram because <laughs> gotten, i'll let you i'll let you describe it yeah i've gotten so many messages on my instagram i don't know if they're if they're legit or not because i've gotten they the wording is relatively similar but i've gotten multiple people uh message me on instagram asking if you Caleb have an Instagram, I know you don't really post much out there, but it's 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 a wording is always like, oh, I've listened like hello Ian from the folk podcast. I listened to you know the podcast, blah 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 blah. Uh, do you know if Caleb has a Instagram? I'm trying to like reach him or something like that. I had a multitude of people. So I don't know if they're real or not, because the wording is almost identical every time. So it could be some spam shit, but I guess if they are real, like, but uh, Caleb, where can they find you? It's Vic Buren. That well, I don't know why I said at. I'm so used to giving out emails anymore. Fuck, I'm getting old. <laughs> Email. 
You're the youngest <laughs> one of us three. I know. Still. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 big Bjorn. Uh, it's it's just B I G underscore uh, Bjorn. Um, puts B J O R N. But yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like I don't. Know, I've not been able to post much this really this year at all. It's I've never been great at like a, a consistent posting schedule. But you know, two kids, it's hard. Um, but yeah. I've got an Instagram. I've just not talked about it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they're like, who's this mysterious Caleb? Where can we find him? Maybe it's new people that haven't really listened to the old episodes yet. Yeah, because I don't think we've mentioned, like, our. we don't usually plug ourselves. I don't think we've plugged ourselves since, like, the beginning. Gosh, have you guys listened to episode one in a while? Our audio is so shit. No, I, I cringe. It's too cringy for me. Dude, though. like episode one, I like, you know, obviously I had a little bit more, like a little bit less of a persona, but I still had, a, you know, my YouTubing voice. But you guys were so green. You were so green and so nubile. So fresh. Yeah, it, was, it was cringe. It was cringy. Almost two years ago, boys. I think, I can't remember their, our first episode date. I think it was the end of August. I want to say like we yeah it was it was it was not long before the first fall gathering in Kentucky. I remember that. Honestly, it was something like August. It was sometime in August, like I want to say August seventeenth or whatever. Reason. Scrolling down, let's see. Episode one August released 17th. August of twenty twenty. Doesn't tell me the exact day. Um, we released three episodes, so it had to have been the second episode, a uh, second week of August. Yep. So we're almost there, boys. Two years of podcasting. Wow. That's crazy. Hmm. With that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for almost two years of podcasting, for ep- almost episode 100. You guys are amazing. Again, sorry for the break. Thank you so much for listening to this content. We hope you have an amazing couple of weeks. Get out there, do something new, enjoy the little things, and remember the grass is just different on the other side. Thank you so much, and until the hall, skull. Oh. Skull. Oh.